0: But we begin with an unusual confluence of events. At the United Nations, an overwhelming vote to approve a treaty regulating the global arms trade for the first time in history. The U.S., the largest arms exporter on the planet, voted for it, although the treaty faces a probably impossible road in the U.S. Senate if it is to be ratified. American gun owners will never surrender our Second Amendment freedom, period. Our founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment so Americans would never have to live in tyranny. For any foreign entity to attempt to encroach on that great freedom is offensive to every American who has ever breathed our free air. That's NRA leader Wayne LaPierre testifying before the United Nations about this U.N. treaty as it was being written. Yesterday, the NRA also issued a not-unexpected report calling for arming school officials as a response to the tragedy in Newtown, Connecticut more than three months ago. The debate over gun control in tone and ambition in the United States has changed quite a bit from the days right after those Sandy Hook shootings. We can't tolerate this anymore. These tragedies must end. And to end them, we must change. We will be told that the causes of such violence are complex, and that is true. No single law, no set of laws can eliminate evil from the world, or prevent every senseless act of violence in our society. But that can't be an excuse for inaction. The president speaking last December. This week, Connecticut legislators took action. Wide agreement on a package of what they consider to be the nation's strongest gun legislation package, echoing neighboring New York State's tough new laws, which go into effect next January. But what do the people closest to the emotional center of that gun debate that started again after the Newtown tragedies, what do they think? Well, you might be surprised. Dan and Marilyn are residents of Newtown and grandparents of a nine-year-old Sandy Hook Elementary School survivor. They agreed to join us if we only use their first names. It is too sensitive in this traumatized community to speak too openly about some things. But Dan and Marilyn, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Are you gun owners yourselves? Yes. What do you think of what the legislature is doing? What do you think of tough new gun legislation uh, that addresses the issue of assault rifles, for instance.
2: I'm all for it. I, I think that there's no real need for an assault weapon, not, not unless you're in the military.
0: And so you're supportive of what the, the state is doing? To a certain extent, yes. Now, when you say a certain extent, what what gives you pause? So do you feel that the politicians are, are sort of meddling in an area that uh, they don't really understand what's going on?
2: I don't know. I just drew up with guns all my life. I was in the military and had to handle weapons in the military. I figure that's part of my freedom.
0: And a lot of people from Connecticut and elsewhere in the United States view that growing up with guns legacy as having nothing whatsoever to do with what happened in Newtown last December. Do I have that right?
2: We were hunting woodchucks and stuff out in the backyard. We hunted a pheasant. That's the way it was done back then. Wasn't as many people around then.
0: Marilyn, do you think there's an intersection between the violence we see in these horrible shootings that you experience so closely and this sort of hunting woodchucks in the backyard kind of uh, legacy of guns that goes back, you know, more than 200 years?
1: Well, I understand where my husband's coming from, and I don't think they want to take that right away, but we don't <clears throat> need 30 round clips and. Um, and the violence on TV and um, the games the kids play, it's just the whole world has become so violent that we do have to do something.
0: Now, we spoke uh, yesterday, one of our producers spoke with your son, Glenn, who's also involved in this. And, you know, while he's very sensitive to the issues because, of course, his daughter's one of the survivors, at uh, your granddaughter at uh, Sandy Hook, um, he expressed a certain amount of skepticism as to what's going on in the legislature in Connecticut.
2: Listen. It doesn't make any sense. It's just them throwing around their weight and passing laws, but it really is not doing anything. I mean, what's the difference? All the magazines that have been sold are going to be out there, so they can't sell any more. I just don't believe what they're trying to ban is going to help anything.
0: Now, Dan and Marilyn, that's the first time you're hearing that uh, reaction to what your your son told us yesterday. What do you think, Marilyn?
1: Wow. Um, Well, I think there's been so much talk, talk, talk. I'm so sick of listening to the same old thing. Everybody says the same thing. We don't get anywhere. Why does it take so long for this to be resolved? And and I don't understand why the sportsmen think we're attacking them. They've got plenty of bullets and guns. Why does this bother them so?
0: Although it sounds like uh, your son Glenn, Dan, is expressing a certain amount of cynicism that uh, these politicians don't know what they're doing. And If they are doing something, it benefits only them. It doesn't really address the issue.
2: I'd say yes
0: to that. So you go along with your son.
2: Yeah. There's laws out there already. How come those laws aren't being enforced? I thought you had to have checks when I got a handgun permit. I had to be fingerprinted. I had to go through an evaluation. What happened to all that? You mean after I got mine, it all quit?
0: Now, of course, some people will be listening to this, Dan, and they'll go, but these people have a granddaughter at that elementary school. How can he not want to take a truck and drive around the the city of Newtown and collect every single one of the guns?
2: No, well, I'd sacrifice my life for it, let me put it that way.
0: For the Second Amendment?
2: For the freedom of this country. If I have to, I'll, I'll take a bullet.
0: Well, Marilyn and Dan, I uh, really... Want to express my thanks uh, that you allowed us to kind of sit at your dinner table here and have this discussion. Are there some things you can't really talk about with your son as far as this is concerned, or, or is it pretty much uh, a candid, open conversation at this point,
2: Marilyn?
1: Actually, I don't think we've ever discussed it with Glenn heavily. We? No, no, we just sort of.
2: But I think we can talk openly with him. He'd, oh yeah, yeah. He'd understand, and we'd I think... understand his point.
1: I think the biggest thing is the the mental, the background checks. They're they're saying that people can walk in and buy a gun and there's no questions asked. That's got to change.
0: Well, we'll see what does change. Um, What certainly changed uh, for me is uh, being able to hear uh, a conversation with you folks who are so close to what happened uh, uh, about three months ago. Dan and Marilyn, thanks so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.